0: Hello and welcome
1: to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. This is a first for us, and I'm super excited about this being a first for us because we've never actually had an existing client, especially because he's been with us for a year, on the show. And we're not just actually going to be talking about his podcast. We're going to talk about all of his marketing efforts. But his name is Jeremy Kyle. He is the owner of Kyle Financial Partners. He is not only a CFP, but he is a CFA. So this man has put his time in on education. He's been in the financial service industry for just a little bit under 20 years. And um, we absolutely think he's fantastic because he does some stuff that I don't think a lot of you guys do, which is totally own their marketing. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's talk about what. how how did you make the, the switch in your brain to realize how important getting your message out there and where did you begin with all of this?
2: I guess in a way I'm just lucky in that I absolutely love marketing. I love the idea of uh, reaching out to people and actually the probably the better term for it is branding. And I know in the marketing world outside of financial advisors, A lot of those people get that there's a difference between branding and marketing. In the financial advisor world, it seems like few people understand that difference. And so many advisors just looking at the marketing, get me some names, get me in front of people. And really everything needs to start with the the branding. So I'd say in a way, it all clicked for me when I discovered or, or learned that you need to go through your branding, your messaging, and then your marketing in that particular order
1: let's talk about your brand, man. How did this come about? And then from the brand, how did you get focused on your messaging? And then we'll worry about market in a second. Yeah, for sure. Maybe let's just define
2: those three words, at least how I look at it. Uh, As far as a brand, that's who you are and who you serve. Your message is how you talk with who you serve and your marketing is how you find who you serve. So I think keeping those three definitions in mind will help everybody out. Wonderful. What is your brand then? My brand, I I absolutely love retirement planning. That's all I have wanted to do. Uh, I've started in the financial advisor business 17 years ago and really quickly understood that there are some really unique tax rules, uh, investment things that come up with retirement planning. I get the ability to solve problems for people the one time that they face it. Right? How many times have you retired? I think you're at zero, I'm guessing. I I'm am. at zero. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. still at zero, man. Most, pe- most people are at one, but in a way... We've retired at least 100 times in our office because that's how many people we've helped uh, actually hit retirement. So we get to uh, solve these issues for people that they've never faced before, and we get to see it day in and day out. And just it's just um, absolutely something I love to do is help people uh, do that retirement planning. And that's kind of, well, that's who I am. So obviously that's who I need to serve is people right. that are going through the actual
1: transition of retirement which in turn, you just went right into your your messaging. Let's talk about some of the talking points that you use, because you just used a couple of them, that you not only use in your direct marketing, but you also have found to use on your podcasts, and, and let's also talk about what you're doing from a marketing perspective. I mean, you you kind of got a lot of irons in the fire.
2: In a way, in a way. Well, and it's not just what we talk about. It's, you got to listen to what your clients are saying. You know we've we start we've been getting some clients from specific companies so they start using words in a certain way when you're talking to a, a client from a certain company and they keep talking about their monthly annuity they're talking about their pension well you, you need to have the language that they're using to communicate with them so understanding and listening to the way that people are talking when they're they're talking about defined benefits and their uh, medical savings accounts and their pension and monthly annuity and lump sum options and all these different terms that come up, you got to repeat that to them because that's what they're understanding. They're coming to you with how they understand uh, retirement and the things that they're concerned about. You need to understand what
1: they mean by it and and help them through and use the language that they're using. I love that. W- one of the biggest lessons I learned when I transitioned into financial services was to truly understand and and live the language. And you're doing that with some very specific niche companies, which you don't have to share which ones those are, but I love that you just use that as an example of the monthly annuity, because most people would just say, well, isn't that just their pension? So when you're sitting down with them and, and you understand, or you even preemptively use that language, have you found that that helps? Right. Absolutely. It, it seems like you're an insider in a way. And in
2: fact, you are an insider. If you've gone through and you've read the summary plan descriptions for their pension, for their 401k, you've seen the packets that the company sends out uh, to their newly retirees or pre- people right before they retire. If you understand what they're looking at, uh, you're going to help them out even better. So it's just it's just good to, you got to learn their language and learn the things they're talking about because they're talking about it with all their buddies at work and trying to decide, hey, what are you doing with this form? Uh, what does this mean? Well, if you can come in with some education about that, it's just going to help them out.
1: And it's going to show to them that you know what you're talking about because you do. And you just teed me up for this next thing because it's all about content. And that's where you're absolutely killing it. It's all about content. It's all about education. Let's talk mm-hmm. about what content you create and how you use it, please.
2: Yeah. Well, you mentioned that i a client, so I think no one's going to be surprised if I plug you guys. Because you're you're great, top advisor marketing. I've uh, listened to all your podcasts, even back to the old mod marketing days. And You had a, <laughs> the, the previous podcast. I listened to all those mod oh marketing. Oh my god, do those uh, even podcasts. exist
1: anymore, Kyle? Oh, that's
2: awesome, dude. Thanks for yeah. That. You got it. Yeah, did a lot of that while I'm biking in the basement or mowing the lawn, listening, you know, going to work, that kind of stuff. But yeah, but where we're going uh, with that is it starts with the podcast itself. So what you guys do is you call me up every two weeks. Uh, we do a, a podcast. I, of course, prepare the topics and talk through it. But instantly from there, you've got a podcast. You can create some blogs uh, out of that. You can create the social media posts out of there. And then when it turns into specific areas that you can explore further, you got this huge base. So with this one company in particular, uh, we're in Milwaukee area. So it happens to be Harley Davidson. They unfortunately, in the summer of 2020, had some big uh, layoffs that were going on. But we already had things in place with a podcast, the blog that was created out of that. I was just able to repurpose that into a webinar, repurpose that into a, a checklist that retirees could go through if they're going through retirement or people that are facing the severance uh, could go through. And instantly, it's, it's a lot easier to repurpose content and start with that base and create a bigger and better stuff out of it than just going fresh. And that just came in huge when we were marketing because we already had the branding, already had the message then when we marketed to the people that work at Harley, uh, it just resonated a lot better.
1: One of the things that I hear, cause I do the majority of the sales for top advisor marketing right now is advisors get really concerned about the topics. How do you come up with these, man? I mean, you know, you've been podcasting with us a year, which means you've done at least 24 podcasts. How did mm-hmm. you come up with those top, topics specifically?
2: Yeah, well, You've got a list of them, which is helpful. Uh, if I remember stuck, I can just look at the list and it kicks out a couple ideas uh, for me. But just listening to our clients, you know, people are asking about Medicare, they're asking about pensions, they're asking about social security, they're asking about all kinds of things, or just pay attention. One of my designations is the CIMA, the Certified Investment Management Analyst. So that group, the Investments and Wealth Institute, they send out a magazine uh, six times a year. This last magazine I got from uh, May and June, I've got five podcast out of it. Just up here's different um, topics that are clearly important. If it's important enough to be in a scholarly magazine and it's uh, topical to your clients, we just start talking about that and go through it. We've even had uh, one of the authors, we had the author uh, on our podcast. I reached out to her and said, you are speaking my language. I love what you're talking about. Uh, her topic was social security for women. I thought, let's let her uh, talk about this, as opposed to letting a couple guys mansplain. What to do on the social security part of it, uh, but it was great to have her on. It was so amazing. Now we're making connections just because we're reaching out uh, to people about these different retirement topics.
1: How many people are in your office? Because you you talk about you know you've got webinars, you've got content, blogs, podcasts. You're doing a lot of organic marketing, which means that you're talking about your podcast to clients and prospects. Do you have like a huge team helping you execute this?
2: Uh, well, we have a huge team, but there's not as many people in the office. Uh, we've got. I'll call it three and a half of us in the office. So I have another advisor who is also a certified financial professional. I have a a associate advisor that helps us out with all kinds of the, you know, paperwork and all that kind of stuff. Uh, We've got another individual uh, who is on our podcast, uh, even Um, he's kind of part-time for business development. So when we get new leads and things coming in, he'll be the first one to reach out to him and make sure that the. prospects talking with the correct advisor you know the best one for them or maybe sometimes it's not going to be a fit so let him uh, determine that with the with the prospect as opposed to us but we've got a lot of outsourcing we've got outsourced uh, search engine optimization we've got the um, you know through top advisor marketing we have the podcast the blog and the social media marketing uh, taken care of that way and we're hiring a virtual assistant so that we can have somebody take care of some of the admin day-to-day stuff that doesn't need to be done immediately right in your
1: office by somebody you're looking at. We talk about organic marketing a lot on the podcast with Kirk and I, how have you brought more people? So, so you've done paid things, right? You know Mm -hmm. what? Screw that. Let's start there. Let's talk about the paid things that you've done using social media and how have those worked for you? Um, would you recommend that to our audience? Let's, let's start there.
2: Yeah, so we, we do some of the paid online leads. Any advisor you know, that's on Facebook or LinkedIn is going to get some advertisements uh, for a few different companies that uh, will say you can buy leads uh, from them. And that's worked out well enough, I'd say, where uh, we pay for the leads, we give them calls, we do the nurture sequences with them on email and, and everything on there. We've done it for a few years, so I feel like we've gotten a good uh, sense of the process to make it happen. Uh, a lot of people do start out with these, buy a few leads, and then after a month or two, nothing hit. So they just quit. Well, you've been doing it for three or four years. It's a big process. It's a big uh, commitment where if you get uh, a paid lead, someone went online to some website and said, I want to meet with an advisor. Well, you're in competition with a couple other advisors out there. And you're in competition with just the prospect's inertia. They they don't necessarily need to sign up with an advisor tomorrow, uh, but you're trying to get them uh, to understand what, how you connect with them and what you can do uh, for them. So it's a lot of the, the phone calls and email, uh, nurture sequences on there. But what's been helping more now that we have the the content over the last year, and this is stuff I don't even have to do anymore. Our business development person, when he's talking to a client or a prospect at that time, and they say, well, we've got questions on pensions. Well, let me send you the podcast that Jeremy wrote. Uh, we have questions on, is social security even going to be around You know, in 10 years? Great. Jeremy just did a blog on that. We'll send you that or I'm trying to figure out which of these advisors uh, I should go with, we've got a guidebook. So it's just amazing where the content that we created has only enhanced uh, the effectiveness of these paid leads that we're getting.
1: So you're physically doing some of the organic marketing, but you have somebody on your team who's doing that organic marketing. How awesome is it? How how great does that make you feel when somebody does call or your business dev person calls somebody and they say, Hey, you know, I want to know something about something. And you're like, hey, we we got a podcast for that, or I've got a blog for that, or, you know, hey, there's an article that we can send you. That's the stuff. Why don't you think other advisors do that, Jeremy? I I'm I'm baffled.
2: Well, it takes time, takes money. I mean I uh, certainly spend money on the the outsourced help with the podcasting blogging the the social media it takes time for me to go through and write out the guidebooks and uh, update the different blogs and checklists and things like that but it just multiplies what you're doing you know Brad who's our development officer he was in banking for 35 years he's a smart person he knows finance he's not a financial advisor he doesn't know the intricacies of tax planning and investment management but he's got all those resources right there so now i've got people that call in for these pay leads and Brad can basically be me in front of the clients without having to have 17 years of experience. And same thing with uh, John, our advisor, who's got his CFP, certified financial planner. Um, he's way more up to date now because he can listen to all of our podcasts. He can use all of our processes, all of our collateral uh, for lack of a better term on there. He doesn't have to create on his own. So we can, I can be the creator in a way and let others be the one that are delivering that same message. Just imagine when clients or prospects walk in your door and maybe they get several different messages from several different people uh, in your office. Well, when you've got that content created and you have people following along with that, that's, that's branding right there is having that consistent message. Uh, It just exudes that you know what you're doing and, and people like simplicity, people like clarity. And when they get the same message from Brad and then he books the appointment with, with me and they get the same message from me, they feel confident about it. They feel like these guys know what they're doing. That's, that's who I'm going to go with.
1: Right. I don't know if anybody listening is thinking, cause it just a couple of things that you just said, they're just ding, ding, dinged in my brain. Uh, the compliance warning thing. Now, are you mm-hmm. entirely your own RIA or are you working within a BD?
2: Uh, well, I'm not uh, working within a BD because I dropped my series seven license. I'm part of the and advisor network. So it's a, a new one of these affiliation networks. There's so many out there. I think Hightower, Dynasty, there's all these different affiliation networks because uh, it's tough to be your own RIA, especially if there's only uh, one or two or three of you, mm-hmm. right? to be your own chief compliance officer, to figure out all your technology, that kind of stuff. So I work through the and Advisor Network and they're uh, able to make my life easier with offloading some of the compliance and technology type of things. So on the one hand, it is easier that I don't have my Series 7, I don't have the FINRA stuff, uh, going through. Um, but on the other hand, too, I've got this uh, group that helps me uh, hit the rules uh, that are out there. And there's been some times I've gone through and done um, some podcasts. I've written some things, sent it into the compliance area, and they've improved upon it because they said, you know, while you wrote it a certain way, and maybe that's uh, understandable, it doesn't quite fully fit the way the regulations are. And I don't think I want to have incorrect information out there. So it's just been amazing that the compliance area has been able to uh, improve upon what we've been saying. And they've given suggestions on that, which you typically don't find within a BD environment, at least kind of in the typical
1: sense. No, you just spoke quite favorably about compliance, Jeremy. And I don't normally hear that on these podcasts. Uh, yeah, but I love, I love how compliance. You, yeah. Compliance keeps you out of
2: jail. They keep you consistent in being correct. I, I'd prefer to be correct, especially our one guidebook is uh, how to find a a financial advisor. And I go in there very specifically about, here's what happens when you have an insurance license, when you have a a FINRA license, when you're an investment advisor. And if I'm going out there and telling people, here's the differences and here's how you can maybe spot a good advisor versus a not good advisor, I should probably be correct about
1: that. Yeah, totally. Um, but how do you stay under compliance radar? I mean, not under, but off them really having their eyes mass- massively focused on you. So if you were going to give somebody some advice from a, who are in a broker dealer or maybe are, a, you know, in a more of a captured situation or captive situation, how have you planned all of this content to make sure that it is going to go through compliance mm-hmm. and, and not have, you know, major red flags?
2: Well, in a way it's what I tell tell my clients, where it's the plan, it's the process, it's the decisions you make about the things you can control that affects your retirement a lot more. It's not the product. It's not the stock and bond that you're buying. So if you're going through and creating marketing pieces and you're talking about products, that's probably where you're going to come into some issues. And right? especially if you're on the FINRA side, uh, they don't necessarily like you talking about, hey, this is how a, a new, an annuity works. This is how loaded mutual funds work because there's so many disclaimers and things that have to go along with that because it's not 100% that way all the time. There's so many different product specific things that are out there. But if you're going through saying, you know, here's how we approach investment planning, here's how we approach tax planning, here are the decisions you need to make in this order on your retirement, what does it have to do with anything that's regulated, right? That's that's no product type of stuff. So if you're talking more about the concepts and the process and what you do to help people You're going to come out way ahead compared to, I don't know, uh, let's just say 10 reasons why
1: annuities are great for everybody.
2: That's probably not going to fly,
1: right? I might click on that, though, just to see what what they're I talking know, about. I that's know. That's the issue. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, uh, one of the things that I always like to ask advisors is, is what has gone really well and then what hasn't gone as well. If you don't mm-hmm. mind, I'd like to st- talk to you about some of your marketing missteps. Uh, what mm-hmm. have you done that if you could do it again or if you could stop an advisor from spending money that they didn't need to or putting their focus there, wh- where would you go?
2: Yeah, so there's uh, a few things we've done and part of it is just learning lessons uh, on there. Uh, One thing, we spent a few thousand dollars on Facebook trying to get people to our website to get uh, downloads and signups for different things. And I can't seem to track down anybody that that's actually turned into a positive thing on, right? Thousands of people have shown on my website. I don't know that I've got any conversions of anybody giving me their email or signing up for anything on there. Not saying that it's bad, but at the same time, You you put some money towards some things. If it's not working, you got to think up something different. So right now we got Facebook on pause, unless we can find somebody else that can do a better uh, job of that. Uh, A little bit of the same thing on Google. I've spent at least this year about $9,000 on Google ads, and I've only landed one new client off of it. They pulled out their money like two weeks later, so that didn't really turn out too well uh, on there. And similar situation, this whole thing is based on conversions and landing pages and the call to action And that's just an area that uh, i haven't quite been able to figure out so that's a little bit on hold too until we find somebody that can have some proof on uh, and they've done well with that especially in the financial space the -hmm. financial space when you're bidding on words and you're doing these things with um, against the big players that are out there people are still spending on pay-per-click as part of google for big words like retirement planning and financial advisor Uh, you're going up against uh, i don't know 50 people in their marketing office Right. Uh, you got to find someone that can can help you compete with that or don't even bother to compete uh, with it at all. But what I will say uh, on the Google ad part of it is you can put a Google ad on your own name because sometimes uh, people are looking for you and you want to make it as easy as possible. And If you happen to spend 50 cents or a dollar on a prospective client or even one of your own clients clicking through just to find you and you made life easier for them, that's probably worth it. Or you can even do ads on your competitor's names because sometimes people aren't necessarily looking for you know, XYZ wealth management. They've just heard about, oh, this might be a wealth management company. And then if they see you popping up, uh, then they might, you know, let's explore that area too. Uh, funny story. So Facet Wealth is a, a company. I've talked to them. They're a great company uh, that does specific uh, things. And they do a lot of ad- advertising online. We had an ad uh, based on their name. And so someone clicked through looking for them and said, well, I'll find the number for you. I'll help you out. But you mind me asking a, a few things? Ask them a few different things about what they're looking for. I said, hey, here's their number because I want to." that's who you're looking for. I'm going to help you out. But you mind if I give you a call a week from now and see uh, how it all went? He said, sure. So I called a week later. Uh, he said he was looking for somebody more local. Uh, turns out they're not our type of client, retirement planning type of client. But I referred them to another uh, fee-only advisor, to a fee-only advisor in the Milwaukee area. And that person signed them on. So it works. didn't it work for me that time. But it works in that sometimes people are uh, looking for just wealth managers in general, or they've heard of maybe one or two out there. And they might show up at your door because you took the time to do the ads uh, on, on those different names.
1: You're also bidding against companies that have much larger budgets than somebody like you or, or an RIA mm-hmm. or an independent advisor, right? When I type in any of my clients so you know, I, I or prospects, first thing, Raymond James, Ameriprise, uh-huh. Fisher, right? And they're always oh. up at the top because they're spending a crap ton of money to be on the top of my page. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so I think you need to outsource that, let somebody else do it. And so far, kind of the concept words, the retirement planning, um, things like that aren't aren't quite clicking so far for us. Uh, I guess pun intended for that, but it's not quite working for us there. But so far in the pay-per-click, the Google Ads type of things, uh, advertising on our own name or on
1: your competitors' names, that seems to be a little bit more promising. All right. What have you had success with? Uh, what What is working for you right now? So our our clients are, or our listeners are always looking for ways to kill it right now. What are you doing that you know is working right now? Yeah,
2: a few things. I'll say uh, just in general, the number one thing that's working is creating the content and having the content. The first day we released our podcast, I got a lead. So it's from one of our paid leads. And I talked to the lady and said, hey, we have a new podcast do me a favor. It launched today. Listen to the episodes before you come on in. And so I sent her the link. She came in the next week. This is only a couple of days later. And she said, I listened to your episodes. That's what I want. Where do I sign up? And it was literally that easy in a way because she had a specific need and all my episodes that I sent her talked specifically to that need. And she came in, she was already pre-sold. She already knew all about us. She knew how we go about things. Life was a lot easier Uh, For both of us, for me and the prospect, in fact, in that she got to learn about us ahead of time. So just having the content, having the podcast is just a win uh, to begin with, for sure. But specifically, just most recently, uh, with the company Harley-Davidson, I mentioned, we had the blog, we had the podcast, we created a designated page on the website, we created a webinar, and then we added some LinkedIn messages where we could uh, send out to people on LinkedIn, it says you work at Harley-Davidson, or you used to work at Harley-Davidson, And we were saying, here's our uh, information. Here's a webinar we're signing up for. So actually having the webinar um, made things a lot more timely, right? Just here's a little bit of our information. You know, there's no deadline on that, but we're having a webinar Tuesday. Would you like to sign up? It feels a lot more like I need to sign up for it uh, right now. But what helped out even beyond that is when people were responding back to us, they said, well, I wasn't sure I hadn't heard of you, but I saw that you were connected to these three people in my department. So I thought I'd go to the webinar. I didn't happen to know those three people in the department. I had just gone through with them and connected with them on LinkedIn, so it just kind of builds on itself. Just it just builds up and builds up. Uh, I think you call it momentum marketing. I think is that
1: correct? That is correct.
2: Yeah, it's that's exactly it. It's momentum. Having the podcast help create the blog, help create the webpage, help create the webinar, which gave us some uh, proof to when we sent out messages to people on LinkedIn saying, "Hey, we've got some value here. You go, and we'd love to be connected," and then later on. People are saying, hey, you know three of my friends. I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to take that phone call because you had that social proof and you had all that stuff to, to back it up. So that's that's what's been working, targeting specific companies and having the information about their pensions and 401ks and their sick leave policy and, and how they can
1: roll over to a specific account. Those are Those are great things they have. It seems to me that you are taking a longer view by some of the comments that you've had so far in the podcast. How do you keep yourself disciplined to keep a long view on your marketing instead of chasing all the shiny objects that are in front of you that are going to give you quick hits? You're in this kind of for the long term, or have I totally misunderstood what you said? Well, the shiny objects are still pretty shiny and they're still fun to
2: to look at, uh, but you're right on. There's things that you can do to build up. Uh, I'm thinking through of kind of in the old days, and I'm sure there's still industries that work this way, but in, in a way... You know, you think of a bank, a bank would just build a building in a specific town and then people would come and use that bank. Well, your, your building now is your website and it's your online presence. So when I'm trying to decide on a quick hit or something that builds my building, which is the website and the online presence, money, every dollar put towards building an asset, building your website and your presence is far more impactful. It's going to be a much better return uh, than whatever that quick hit uh, might be. Nothing wrong with doing some quick hit stuff to make sure it shows up at your website and shows up at your social pages. But anything we can do to build up that website, uh, build up our, our reputation, build up our brand uh, is, is far more impactful.
1: Now, you create all this content. What are your tips and tricks? Now, I want everybody to grab a piece of paper right now because Jeremy's about to lay some serious knowledge on everybody. What are your tips and tricks that you've learned that help drive people to your content? A
2: real quick tip is just to actually schedule it on your calendar to create content. So I've got to schedule my cal- calendar every two weeks that I have the, the podcast call with, with Eric at Top Advisor Marketing. Uh, but I also have every two weeks a time on my schedule to create the the outlines for that and to uh, follow up and, and do different things that I need to do to make sure that the content is created. So just putting on your schedule is going to be a big hit. Um, but right now, if we're talking about how do you actually build up more people shown to your website. Just a couple uh, quick tricks, I'd say, is all related to SEO, search engine uh, optimization. Because the thought is, what's the point of having good content if people just can't even get to it? What's the point of that? Um, you got to get people there. And some of the quick things you, you really ought to do, I don't even know it costs you any money, really. If it does, it costs you such a small amount. Uh, but number one is on your website, you need to have title tags and meta descriptions, which I had no idea what that was about a year ago. Look that up. Title tags, meta descriptions. Basically, a title tag is what is the what is your page called? So when um, you know I'm Kyle Financial Partners, and my home page could be called Home because it's the home page, or my about page could be called About because it's the about page. Uh, so when people are looking online and Google is searching through to see are you a good uh, website that we can put in front of people, if you say Home or t- About, what does that mean? But for us, uh, our home page the title tag is retirement investment and tax planning firm that says a lot about what we do and our about page says our milwaukee financial and retirement advisors that says a lot about what we do that's just a quick one of figure out what it is you actually do and put that on your home page and you know claim in a way your city you know i'm a milwaukee financial advisor so i'm just stating that for a fact right there in the title tag that's easy stuff you can add to your Uh, your website, and that's what Google's looking for. They're scrolling around, trying to find Milwaukee Financial Advisors. Well, if your page says about, I don't think Google's gonna pick up on that. But if it says Milwaukee Financial Advisor, they're gonna know exactly what you are. So that's number one. Number two is to claim your Google My Business page. Somehow Google figures out there's a a lot of businesses out there, but if you claim it and take ownership of it, Google likes you better, and then you're getting better information that's out there. So if somebody stumbles across your info, and it says it's unclaimed and they don't know what your hours are and maybe this is your phone number, people aren't gonna be able to find you. But if you claim your Google My Business page and get your information on there, a lot more people are gonna actually find you and call you perhaps. Uh, from that area, you'll even get a report of how many people called you, looked up your directions. Every month, I get this report from Google saying, you know, three or four people called your business from that page, not even your website, but just them uh, looking and finding you through their Google business page, or nine people got directions. Maybe it's all your clients, but great, they found your business a lot better because you had it available uh, on there. Two other things you can do to go beyond that is you can get through all these different other directories. There's Google Maps, Apple Maps, Yelp, Yellow Pages, all these places. You could go out and do that on your own, or for, I think it's a few hundred bucks, go to a place called Yext or Moz Local, M-O-Z Local, and you can just put in your information once and they'll distribute it to all these different directories. So you'll know that it's all correct because people might find you on Yellow Pages, Yelp, all these different places, or even people are clicking through, finding you on Google Maps. They have an appointment and they're trying to figure out how to get there. If you're not on there, you're going to make life harder. They might not like that experience. They might not sign up for you uh, being their advisor. So using one of those services is a great way to get all, all the different uh, kind of listing directories that are out there. But there's a step beyond that you can do. That's the last part of it is find some other local business directories. It's ways that help boost your search engine optimization, boost the authority of your website uh, by being on these directories. If you join the Chamber of Commerce or the Better Business Bureau in your area, People might find you there, I'd say it's not as likely, but what's more important, uh, besides the networking and things like that, what's more important is that the Chamber is pointing to your site. The Better Business Bureau is pointing to your site. They're telling Google, this is a person in our area, this is a, a firm in our area that does financial planning, that does investments and insurance, whatever it is you're signed up for. And so Google pushes you up knowing that you're legit. If the Chamber of Commerce says you're legit, Google thinks you're legit. So finding these local business directories and signing up for them is just another way to build your brand, build that capital asset of your building,
1: which is your website. All right, man, if you had one piece of advice for everybody to just kill it for the rest of 2020 into 2021, uh, what would be that piece of advice?
2: Oh my goodness. Besides sign up for top advisor marketing's micro-influencer package. And you did not set me up for that, but that's great. (laughs) Besides that, I'd say uh, create consistent content. Get on your calendar every week or every two weeks that you're going to create the content, whether it's a blog, whether it's a podcast, guidebooks, whatever it is. People are looking to get educated. And if you're the provider of that education, they're more likely to use you as an advisor. And it's not going to happen unless you take the time and put it on your calendar to create that content.
1: Jeremy, this is freaking awesome, dude. Thanks for being on the show today, man. Thank you, man. It's been fun. So, just a full disclosure here we did not and we're not giving uh, Jeremy any sort of benefit for being on the show we just thought it was with all of the stuff that he's done with all of the different things that he's tried that he's consistently taking the long view for marketing maybe it would be good for you all to hear what your peers are doing cuz a lot of times on the top advisor marketing podcast here we're you know we're talking to industry people and coaches and marketing people but you know getting somebody who truly is in the trenches and has been for the last 17 years has a lot of education uh, has a lot of gumption has a lot of interest in making sure that they're going to focus on their marketing for that long view doing different things trying different things but repeating the things that work would just be a good idea for everybody so that that's a little disclosure disclaimer that I have there <laughs> Finally, uh, if you have a podcast topic uh, that you think we should cover or you have questions that you'd like Kirk and I to answer during a podcast, all you have to do is email me, matt at topadvisorm.com. Or if you would like to try any of the stuff that, that Jeremy's talking about today, um, I'm sure you can just go ahead and, you know, you can find him. In fact, it's Uh, uh So you can go ahead and find him. Uh, make sure you follow him on LinkedIn if you want to see the sort of stuff that's going out there. Follow him on Facebook. And if you want to implement any of that stuff, of course, we'd be more than happy to have you. Finally... If you have not subscribed to the podcast, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, It's really simple. You just click that subscribe now button. And if you have a chance to give us a review on iTunes or any of the the, uh, programs, we'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. So for Jeremy and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.
0: Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.